Hello, welcome. This is the WSL Takeout. Big things to discuss in this episode. On the grubby menu, we have top teams drop points. Shh. White hot right now. Bottom teams disrupt the matrix. Villa win, Brighton win, and abuse in the game. Oh, and then there's England, if we can squeeze it in. Back in the calf, we have Emma from MCW Fancast and Ali from the Girls in Claret and Blue. Emma, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, looking forward to this, yeah. Oh, I like right. my fortnight, if you like. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, and Ali, how are you? I am good. Can't believe you've had me back. <laughs> well, listen, it's almost like you're a regular. There's no one else about the lockdown. Yeah, you are a regular. <laughs> you are a regular. That's, that's just rude. No, I'm, joking. I'm joking. You are a regular. Everyone's all right. So how's everyone coping with the snow? If it is snowing. Hey, snow. Mm, compacted a little bit, I think. Yeah, it's very... yeah, it's it's kind of just. It's to be honest, it's pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> Must try harder. I want a snow day. <laughs> no, you don't. You've got a derby to think about on Friday. You don't want a snow day. Snow day. Oh, could you imagine if it got cancelled? <laughs> Play in the streets. We don't care. <laughs> like the old days. Oh gosh! Right. Emma, I know you're happy. I know yeah, you're happy. Yeah, happy. you're very happy. You're happy because obviously there's good news as well. Mum's home. Yeah, mum's home, doing well, really pleased. That's good. It's always good to hear things like that. Mum's home. Yeah. Ali, are you happy? I'm very happy. Yeah, you good. There you go. See, everyone's happy. And I'm jovial, even, <laughs> even though things didn't go all that well at the weekend. But never mind. We've got football to talk about. Where should we start? Should we t- should we start where it's painful? You mean the West Ham game? Because <laughs> <laughs> that was blooming painful. We'll start with West Ham. Okay, Ali, take it away. What's what went what what well what went well for West Ham? Well, we managed to get a point, which um, is something we haven't been able to do that in the last couple of games. Um, so that was nice. Uh, played it in the chucking down snow. So I'm surprised mm. it didn't get called off halfway through. They, to, they actually did get the yellow ball out. They didn't um, look like it. No, it didn't. But they did actually get the yellow ball out. Well, can I ask a question? Does, yeah, go why, on. why is it a yellow ball? Yeah, why not orange? Why not something brighter or darker, like purple? You can see. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I think they have to look at this yellow ball situation. Do you think pink would stand out in the snow? I think they do have orange ones for when it's really coming down, but mm. apparently we have yellow. Who knows? But yeah, yeah so, so we did... All right, we managed to get a goal back, which after going down after seven minutes, can I just say it's the third game in a row that we've gone down after, um, before the 10-minute mark, which... Joyful. Um... <laughs> So we managed to get a goal back, which is something. We needed the point. It's kept that distance between us and Bristol. But we've got to win this next game. because. But I can't see how. We're looking so ropey at the moment. And our squad is so thin on the ground. Yeah. We're, putting, we're putting injured players on the bench just to make up numbers. <laughs> I thought we were putting injured players in hospital. I thought you were going to say. <laughs> Did you catch this uh, blistering game from West Ham, Emma? Or are you too I've, busy? I've saw, saw 
vague little bits and yes. obviously much of it was played out over Twitter. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, from that that I've seen, yeah, I mean, I was surprised to be honest that West Ham couldn't get out of this game and still really yet to see really what Ollie is bringing to this team and how is he getting the most out of them. And equally, I think I've mentioned before about West Ham really trying to impress, you know, the man, new manager, you know, as well, I've not really seen much in terms of impact from obviously Matt Beard going to obviously Oli coming in. It just seems yeah. to have just gone. Yeah, it was strange. It was like the old manager coming back to show the new manager what yeah. what it was meant, what he should have done. Mm. Um, and, and not not to say that strange. you know both teams didn't deserve a point, but I, I would. You're right. I think West Ham really would have wanted all three points being being the hosts, but Bristol City, they just mm-hmm. seem like the undertaker on, you know, the Royal Rumble when he just comes along and you just know he's going to win. It's ridiculous. They got yeah. the Bristol massive. They just look different. <laughs> yeah. It's unbelievable. Different. But this is it. This is, I mean, as a West Ham fan, Ali, like you must be so disappointed because, you know, Matt's obviously gone to, to Bristol and is really starting to, work wonders with the team really you know when they, where we've seen obviously where Bristol have come from and it's just that mindset and the attitude and the application just seems so much more different and it must be quite frustrating I mean it obviously not a situation you want to be obviously having you know potentially having to play out a game where you know a win is important in terms of you know, picking up the points to you know ensure you're not dropping into this relegation battle. But I don't see West Ham, you know, not being able to pick up those points in future games. But it almost must feel really disappointing when obviously the steps have been made to appoint a new manager and and get you know start changing things at the at the team. To be honest, it's becoming. I mean, I was the first one to blame Matt. I was. Um, it's becoming clear now that it wasn't the manager. And just some comments Matt has made since he's left. For example, when Bristol got their first win against Brighton, he said, it's nice to have to manage a team where I'm not fighting against the club, which makes me think that there is some issues higher than the team at West Ham, um, which maybe Ollie's facing as well um, in terms of... Uh, having the squad the way he wants it. Um, I believe that there were some higher-up decisions why Alicia and Cho went on loan rather than Ollie. Um, so I think maybe he's coming up against the same battles that Matt did. And so nothing's really changed. It's just a different name in the dugout. Yeah. yeah that difficult. must be really frustrating, though. Oh, you yes. Know, to, you know, I hit to hear that as well. Yeah. It, 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 do you know what? I, we said it at the time, right? We spoke here when Matt went to Bristol and I posed the question, if he gets them winning a sequence of games, what does that say about the long-term manager who's on maternity leave? Because don't get me wrong, you know, Tanya is probably like royalty for Bristol, secure. But you'll ask questions. They lose players in the transfer window, Legazo's gone and they're playing football like you always knew they could play football. Ebony Salmon just looks different. The team looked different. And I'm, I'm looking at this team and I'm thinking, even though they've played one game more than West Ham and Villa, 
both West Ham and Villa are thinking if we don't get points in the bag, they're going to creep up and catch us. And then you, it, like I did say, every team up to Brighton is now thinking, are we going to get pulled into this? Are we going to get pulled into this? It's great for the league. It's great for the league because everyone, you know, has got to wake up and think we've got to fight to get the points. And it's not, you're not allowing teams to come along and, and, and kind of, you know, tickle your tummy and, and walk away saying, it's glad you entertained us and we ate your cookies and drank your tea, but bye. But it means something for the, for the rest of the season now. You're going to look at every friction thing. If anyone loses, they're in jeopardy now and, it, and it's, going to, it's going to come back and bite them. And, it, and it's going to make that part of the league so much more interesting to watch now. Whereas before, it was like a long funeral march. You're looking at it thinking, yeah, when are we getting to the grave? Because we know what's happening. I just need to go and get my sandwiches. It's, it's a very different feel looking at, at the league now with, with Bristol. I didn't want to take it away from you in terms of West Ham, no, Ali, but I just, it, it, I look at it and I thought, you would never have thought that was going to be the case for, exactly. for Bristol now going forward. You don't even think, you don't feel worried about them. And they've got, they've got Spurs next, I think, um, this week. Spurs will be thinking, we need to get our act together. We really, really do. Anyway, we die. We, we, we move away from that. Um, Thank you. Thanks, Ali. Sorry, thanks. Ali. <laughs> no, no, I don't mean to be... Just, it's Ali. rough, that. It's, it's rough, that. Rough. I'd be really... Yeah, I, yeah. I, you know, I can feel your pain with that. It's, yeah. you know, it's not a nice situation to be in as a fan. And, you know, certainly when, it, you know, you, you know, you get a new manager in, you try and obviously see it as a positive move, but it's yeah. just been tainted a little bit but I hope you know I hope it turns around for you yeah really you, you never know there might be someone else in the um, England Lionesses backroom staff that might be leaving you just <laughs> <laughs> you just don't know <laughs> we're too cheap for that oh, all right then um, <laughs> uh, Emma do you know what I, 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 I kind of want to get to Man City you know I want to get to Man City I want to because I know that you, you, you're itching to talk because there's so much to talk about <laughs> <sighs> Oh, come on, let's talk. Let's talk about the good stuff. That's Man, Man City. Uh, uh, did you catch this game, Emma, by any chance? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, <laughs> took some time out of my Sunday. Nothing else to do. Uh, <laughs> I really enjoyed this one. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. Listen, <laughs> what can I say? Were you happy with apart from the result? Were you happy with the performance of, of the team itself? You know, Ellen White doing her best. Let's be Avenue celebration. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, turned around, like, I've got the minerals. If you've got the minerals. <laughs> <laughs> she certainly had a week of it that day, I tell you. <laughs> Incredible, honestly. Uh, oh, just what a game. What a result. I'm yeah. so pleased you know that we were able to get something out of Arsenal um I think you know looking at the lineup looking at the starting 11 from Arsenal it was you know pretty pretty strong from them you know all their best yeah. players basically named on the sheet and I just thought oh I don't know you know I know they've obviously had their injury issues and you know preparations and you know things go against them but you know you look at that starting 11 and you just think wow that is a really strong Arsenal side um yeah, I think they had like five substitutes, two mm. of them were keepers, three outfield players. So you, you could tell that in terms of options, it was it was really limited. Um, 
but yeah just so happy with the way that we you know with the application the way we played the tactical decisions that Gareth made I think they really paid off and in the end I think even when they equalised City were the only team that looked like they were going to go on and win it I think for me they just looked like they got it in them and and it really paid off in the end you know really happy yeah you know from from what I saw of the game um, it looked like a very comprehensive definitely comprehensive win Ali I mean did you catch this did you catch this fantastic game or were you I caught bits but we kicked off half an hour later I know the times were a bit strange yeah yeah. so I did see Ellen's wonder goal which I have to say as a huge Ellen White fan I'm like she's my favorite player of all time I'm so happy to see her get back on form though I have to ask not again not take it from Man City but what is Arsenal doing because they've had Four, I think, muscular injuries in the last week. They haven't played a game since the 17th of January. Well, so, so what are they doing in training? Like, apparently they assessed it back in September when they had the same issue. And Joe was saying, oh, maybe we're training too hard. We need to change it. But what are you doing to have four key players in Ford, Nobbs, Little and Beatty to all go out with muscular injuries? Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe it's the surface they're training on. Yeah. You know, maybe it's the surface they're training on, it's like, or, or whatever exercises they're being asked to do or not doing. Who knows? It's it's very strange, but sometimes it is bizarre. In a club, you you could have an injury, be it be a theme with players. Yeah. You know, it could be just they're all asked to do a particular thing, and if it's you know following a sprinting session or over, they've overstretched or whatever it is, it could be a very similar thing. But it's. With Arsenal, I look at the team and I, 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 you know, they've got such a strong lineup. You always kind of think, yeah, Arsenal are going to do this. They're going to show up, and and it has been unfair. When we've talked, <clears throat> excuse me, previously about Miedema and it's saying she doesn't turn up for big games, you know, she's under a lot of pressure to to, to always deliver. Mm. She's under a lot of pressure to always always deliver and. You know, it's it's it's. I suppose it's very difficult whenever Arsenal play Man City, Chelsea, Man United, Tottenham. Maybe not so for them because Arsenal always have a look down their nose at Tottenham. Uh, that she's got to do the the business, and you know, from Ellen White's goal. I mean, obviously Arsenal have a very good equaliser from Caitlin Ford. You know, Man City just seemed to just go from second gear to fourth gear. They just went, no, we're not having this. And they just went click, click. And it just seemed, it just seemed as almost as if they were toying with Arsenal in a certain sense, like they could have scored more than the two. Um, Chloe Kelly, Mm. uh, you know, she's not even hit the heights that she can hit. So uh, I know that Ellen White scored a great goal. It's the delivery Mm. that makes that goal look so good. It's so precise that you know she doesn't really have to do much but she dispatches it really well and then you've got Lauren Hemp doing some kind of matrix flying through the air (laughs) head up (laughs) like she's auditioned for matrix four Um, yeah impressive you know really really impressive it's the question that everyone's going to start asking and and not say everyone I know that you're asking this question and you're probably feeling emboldened now 
Emma, it, it, are Man City back on now for the league? Um, I, I didn't ever think they weren't. Not oh! <laughs> <laughs> That's not what you said before we recorded, not joking. Um, I, I just, obviously, you've got to look at the weekend's results. You, you know, you don't... You just concentrate on what you can do. You know, yeah. you control the controllables and that old cliche, but that's just what you do. And I know City likes to take things game by game, but, you know, when you have a weekend like that's just passed where, you know, fixtures have gone in your favour, you have to just kind of sit back and think, look, yeah. you know, we're able to capitalise on this and, and now we've got to take this into the next game, which is a big game against United now. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll definitely talk about that. The, the what's possible in terms of the big game. Um, yeah, yeah, I've got to say, what's possible? You never know what's going to happen in this. In terms you don't. Of, it's you a don't. derby, though, isn't yeah, it? You, you never yeah. know what's going to happen. You never know. And, and to be honest, whenever the, the games have been talked up, they've never lived really up to what the expectations are of the fans. But um, there's one of those things. Uh, before, we, I, you know, I almost want to leave the... the the Man United <laughs> game to last. So I'll start. We can look at Chelsea. Hey? Chelsea, top of the league, flying high. <laughs> what happened? Hmm? Little club turned up with its Brighton Rock <laughs> on a cold day. And, um, Unbelievable. I just, what, listen, it's a good thing they don't do the pools anymore because you would have put <laughs> that, you'd have never made money on that fixture ever how did how did Chelsea at home lose to Brighton they got cocky <laughs> I've got to oh, be honest is that it's is a, that a voice from the stands that is a voice from the stands. no they got cocky and I'm gonna it I have a theory and it's a terrible theory because it's a bit offensive to some players but I have a theory which is if you get second keepered they they're not taking it seriously and they put in Telford instead of AKB and I'm saying that shows that you're as good a keeper as Carly Telford is. She's not your number one keeper at Chelsea. So you think that you can get away with second keepering and then Brighton went and smashed them. So that's their own fault for getting that cookie. I've never heard of this. She got second keepered. They like did! Chelsea, got, <laughs> Chelsea second keepered them and that was it. It's all the phrases everyone's looking. Is it? Who's in goal? First or second? Yeah. Second? Second. <laughs> Chelsea used to do it to us all the time and then we nearly beat them. Now they give us the first keeper, but we used to get second keeper by them all the time. Wow, wow. Um, you, obviously, this result is all makes it all happier for Man City. Um, were you, obviously, you were surprised. What did you make of this, Emma? What did you make of them, them losing at home, apart from, you know, jumping for joy, kicking your heels? I don't. I think everyone was surprised, weren't they? I think even Brighton fans were <laughs> surprised. <laughs> um, I don't even. I, I can't even make head the tail of it. To be honest, I just fair play to Brighton. You know, you take your chances. They didn't yeah. have that many. Um, you know, if you look at the stats statistically, it was yeah. Chelsea's game to win. Um, but. Not today. <laughs> <laughs> Not. <laughs> Nobody ain't got time for that. No, that's no, no. Um, <laughs> you know, it's it, a Hope Powell, isn't it? Yeah, well, listen, Hope Powell came along and did a, a fantastic job. Um, only three shots 
on target. <laughs> I know. No, in fact, three shots and two on target against Chelsea's 30 shots in total and seven on targets. That's like watching some old Western and, you know, there are two people just cornered by the world. They've only got one gun and, you know, they've run out of bullets. It really was one of the, I just, I just couldn't understand. What I will ask, it did look like the second goal, was it a foul on the keeper? Wasn't it a foul on the keeper? Was it me? Did you try and catch the ball or something? <laughs> I don't know. Look, I don't know. You don't care. Right, Brian. No, I don't care, mate. <laughs> he went to the back of the ref net. The ref gave it. So fine. Don't care. Don't care. Look, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm, you know, I, we played, we obviously early in the season, we got, you know, we drew against Brighton, you know, earlier, uh, yeah. you know, the first game of the season. And, you know, we had those opportunities just like Chelsea did. But, you know, we were probably lucky enough now to get a point out of that game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Brighton, Brighton, in terms of their form, they've had a, a kind of a mixed bag. Um, yeah. They've been on the end of some some quite heavy, not so heavy, heavy defeats, but consistent defeats I mean obviously they've had the odd victory but it's not necessarily been a team where you would say they're going to turn up at Chelsea and and pull off a result that no one saw coming and on a weekend where there were quite a few results where teams dropped points painfully so um, I think it's about time to talk about Manchester United now don't you think so you can uh, sit back and uh, eat your mince pie if you've still got any leftover, and revel in the uh, revel in the painful dis- discussion. Did you catch any of this game, you two? No? Okay, we can move on. Um, <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> um, I will start with Ali, because I know Ali loves Man United. Ali, um, <laughs> did you catch... <laughs> did you catch any of this game at all? I did, I did. Um, deliberately. Uh, yeah, deliberately. <laughs> Um, only when the first goal in, then then I started watching. No, uh, it was a, it was a good game. It was a really good game. I think Man United didn't take their chances, and that's why they lost because they had great chances. You had press up forward, who it was creating something, and then her and Galton just couldn't mesh, and they couldn't make it um, work. I think their defending needs some work because no way. Yes, because the best defense in the league, Ali. How dare you? <laughs> I think because <laughs> the, the thing for me, the reason why I think you guys didn't get back into the game was that second goal. And you look that Harding's pinging that ball over, or was it Fishlock? And no one's ma- no one's marking Daniel Carter. Why are you not marking Daniel Carter, who is one of the most prolific goal scorers and has been for years? Why are you ignoring her? And she was completely free to go and head of the ball in got past Earps and that's why it became 2-0 mm-hmm. so I think you, I think even Casey said it your step piece defending needs a little bit of work um, yeah I'm going to say my bit at the end because <laughs> it's just painful you're right in terms of the marking it was it was questionable definitely uh, Emma um, I know it pains you to talk about mm-hmm. Manchester United but maybe not today it pains me to be fair <laughs> <laughs> Um, what did you make of uh, this game and the result? Obviously, it was a pleasure for you to, to, to see. Um, well, 
I think it's it's like Ali said, really, you know, you have to take your chances. I think that's been kind of the story of the weekend overall, and that's not just yeah. United. Yeah. Um, you know, to be outdone by one set piece is frustrating. To be outdone by two is really annoying. And in what, two minutes between each other as well? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would that, have hurt. And I think, um, you know, up until obviously half time, I think, you know, quite surprised really that it sort of was a nil-nil sort of game, in all honesty. But, you know, it's just that sort of tenacity that we've seen of United, it just wasn't there on Sunday for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, you know, the work the work rate wasn't there, the sense of urgency wasn't really there um, that we've seen United can do, you know, from behind, they can, you know, really pressurise teams, but it, it for whatever there, for whatever reason, it was a, just a bit of a lacklustre performance. I'm going to press you on this, Chris, uh, <laughs> linked to the person who was missing, and you, I think you message say no, Tobin. <laughs> no, Tobin, no party. <laughs> aye, 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 aye. I thought I'd get you. Yeah, I thought I'd let you get that in. Um, to <laughs> no. be honest, you it's know, ha- it's harsh. Sorry, no, it's not it harsh. harsh. It's not harsh. I tell you what, you're 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 right in a sense when you see, you didn't say the urgency, but I I see it very differently. I see. I have to give credit to Reading. Yeah. I have to give credit to Reading. You know, I thought Man United played well. They had a they had a bulk of possession. They had mm. plenty of opportunity. Casey's right. They didn't take their chances. Maybe it was like normally those balls hit the post and go in. They come out. Another United red shirt picks it up and knocks it in. But they just fell for Reading. And what Reading did in this game is they made sure they didn't fall asleep at the set pieces that they had to defend. And they did the same trick. And I use the word trick advisedly. Someone might say tactic. You block the goalkeeper. So the goalkeeper can't come off a line. And they literally smothered that penalty area. So when the ball comes over, Earps doesn't know anything. She has no idea. And then, you know, it, the, the first goal, literally, she's unmarked. She's literally on the line. She's literally on the line, knocks it in. United scored a goal against Reading just like that. And I believe it might have been, um, God, Hayley Ladd that scored. Header. Didn't, wasn't picked up by Fishlock. Fishlock left the, let her go. Ball came in, nodded it in. You know, and I thought, okay. The game changed for me when Ladd went off. That's when United lost control of the midfield. I know that there was a change for a reason, but... Reading grew in confidence. They never let anyone, they never let Leo Gorton do the things that she wanted to do. They double teamed her. They triple teamed her. They knew she would go when I left and they did everything they possibly could to, to, to nullify her threat. Yeah, you could see that. Yeah. What, what, what she, what she could have done or didn't do or, or should have done or should have been mentioned from the sideline is that if you know that you're going to be triple teamed, double teamed, then you know you've got to release the ball quicker. I'm not expecting you to do the same runs you would do normally if you're faced by one defender. You know they're coming over, switch it inside, switch the play and do it as quickly as possible. Didn't happen enough. Didn't happen. What United tended to do was still go to her and say, you do it, you do it. And then they sub off Hansen, they bring on Sigsworth, 
okay? She's been proved to be really good in the position that she's played coming in wide to the centre. But still, the luck wasn't there. And, 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 as, and as much as, you know, I've seen things written saying that the, the team wasn't up for it and they didn't have to save, they, they had the same intensity, didn't have the luck. What changed was Reading turned up and said, we're not going to let you bully us like you bullied us last time. And when, and this is the thing that I read a lot and they say, oh, they played in a physical game. I've watched the teams in this league. Everyone's physical. If you're not physical in this league, you're just going to get kicked all over the park. Every team is physical. Even the teams that are not doing well, they're physical. So you have to expect it. Regardless, the badge on your shirt doesn't mean that you're not going to be touched or you're not going to have an easy game. You've got to earn the right to play. doesn't matter. And I looked at Reading and I thought, these girls, they are up for the fight and they just don't care. And they will do whatever it takes to get those three points. So seeing them concede the goals that they did, um, the first one, for me, I would say definitely a bit of confusion in the box. But the delivery from Mitchell for that the header from Carter, you can't stop those. I mean, you can, you can pick up Carter as much as you want, but the delivery was impeccable. All you needed to do was glance that in off your eyebrow, that would have gone. That was just such good, yeah, it was such a good delivery. So, yeah, I, 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 was, I was upset, but to be honest, I, I looked at it and I thought that was just not their day. It was Reading's day. Reading deserved the points and they defended well had the, and they had the luck and they did what they needed to do at the, their end of, at the other end of the pitch. But for, from, a, from a United point of view, it's just one of those days. What happens going forward now, seeing that the blue side of Manchester is doing all the tricks and getting... Uh, then I look at it and feel, this is the kind of feeling I had a year ago where I was feeling not so confident. Even though even though United are close in the league, I'm not feeling confident. I'm, I'm, I'm bitter. Try being a West Ham fan, mate. Try and be a no, West no, Ham no, fan. No, 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 I can't, I can't do that. It's cold over there. <laughs> um, the, who have we missed? Who have we missed in this, our little um, cat? Is it, is it Villa? Everton. 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 Birmingham. Um, Everton, Birmingham. God, blimey. How did it go for them? I mean, Everton, do you know what, Emma? This is the thing. Start of the season, we talked them up, didn't we, Everton? What's going on with them? And do you know what the players they've brought in as well? You've got yeah. Esme. Yeah. Um, Esme. Emily. Oh, let's um, What's her name? Um, Claire Emsley. Emsley, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah she I, left you for the pride. But and I, said, oh, and, I, and, I, and I said her as well, Emsley. I said, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Emsley's going to be massive. Emsley. And I said, Izzy Christiansen. Yeah, exactly. But Jill Scott. Okay. I mean, yeah, yeah, I can't. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, Valerie Govin. They going. bought in. Who started yeah. well? Govan, yes. Yeah, Govan, Govin. Yeah. You, you, Same co thing. you correct me. <laughs> Sorry. Intentionally <laughs> mean to correct you there. Sorry. No, no, it's fine, it's fine. Um, I don't know, but massive result for for Birmingham. If you'd have said, "Oh, you know, you're going to draw one-one with uh, Everton in you know halfway through the season." They'd have probably laughed at you and said, "Yeah, yeah right." Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Uh, so that's a massive point for Birmingham. Yeah. Um, 
and yeah, I I don't, I, really, I don't know. Um, obviously, you know, top three might be just out of reach for Everton now. You know what I mean in terms of qualification, which you know seems to be uh, an ambition of the clubs at the start of the season. Um, I don't know. Uh, I really don't know. Just can't put it into words. Just the the performance wasn't all there, and and with the additions that he's brought in you know, you'd expect better, I think, from that Everton team. And for whatever reason, it just didn't happen for them. Yeah, it, it just didn't. And you're right about um, Birmingham. That, they only had five players on their subs bench compared to the, the nine players that Everton had. So, you know, you can tell that the, the depth of the squad is is definitely, there's a difference in terms of the, the, the personnel and the quality. But I would never have expected Everton to draw with Birmingham. Um, at home uh, Ali did you catch this fantastic gold fest <laughs> it was the most thrilling game uh, not going to lie um, but I have to say you know as much as we can say Everton didn't um, perform full credit to Birmingham who they yeah. went one goal one nil down and was like right let's have it let's keep yeah, going cool. and you know managed to get a point which may have been a game that they wrote off um so, you know, fair play Birmingham. You know, they're climbing that um, table and they're getting themselves to safety. They are indeed. They are, well, I mean, in terms of points, they're definitely uh, above West Ham, which is, you know... <laughs> Pretty much everyone, isn't they? <laughs> Just uh, apart from Bristol. Um, but... Yeah. <laughs> That's Ash, that Rodney. No, Ali, Ali knows it's only <laughs> a joke. She knows it's only a joke. She knows it's only a joke. Anyway, she knows that Man United are playing West Ham now, actually in the FA Cup, the men's team. She already yeah, knows yeah. that. You know, you, you you know you know what's going to happen there. Anyway, we're not talking about men's football. Bartes, give us a wave. Bartes, give us a wave. All right, all right, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> That's so unfair. That's so unfair. Um, right, okay. Last game that to, to talk of, um, Aston Villa Spurs. Aston Villa Spurs. You catch this? Saturday kickoff. Iwabuchi. What a goal! What a good goal! What a goal! That's just what she can do, and that's why you know Villa have brought her in. I mean, a Villa going to be sort of like a one-man team? Don't say it. <laughs> don't, don't, I don't. can see it. I don't can say see it. it. Don't, don't say it. As soon as they signed her, I just thought. That's 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 pretty clever. That bringing a player in like her. I, I mean, she could probably have had a pick of any club. Aston Villa. What's that all about? Um, when she scored, I, there's a bit of me that look. I looked at her and I thought she's probably thinking, "Where am I again? <laughs> <laughs> Why am I not seeing the faces of 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 Ellen White running up to me and hugging me? Where, where are those faces?" Probably lied to her and said that she was near London. <laughs> London, yeah, everything's near London. Oh, everything's near London. No, she was, she was sensational. Sensational. I mean, to be honest, I mean, Villa in terms of possession didn't have as as much possession as, as Spurs, um, but their shots on target were equal, and they just they fought again. This the, the, their performance was about the fight. Pretty much like Reddings against uh, Manchester United. Pretty much like Brighton's against Chelsea. It was, and and this is the the knock on effect that I mentioned 
that when Matt Baird went to Bristol, every other club is looking over their shoulder going, shit, if they got him as manager, we need to start getting points. So everyone at the bottom now is thinking, we've got to start winning. Mm. We've, got to, we've got to play ugly. We've got to do the nitty gritty stuff. I would never have thought that, that um, Spurs would have lost to Aston Villa. Uh, Rian Skinner has had that Spurs team playing really good football. You know, um, unfortunately, the results didn't go for her when she brought in an ex-Man United player on loan. Could be permanent. Um, <laughs> she scored an own goal, didn't she? I was going to say, poor Abby, she scored an own goal. Did, she did score an she's, own goal. She's good at, she don't score much, but it's always a bloody own goal. <laughs> uh, <you know. laughs> it's a bit like Claire Rafferty. Claire Rafferty used to I always like remember once she scored at Birmingham. It was horrific. <laughs> Oh, was that the one where it like bounced oh, and then oh, it awful? It's it makes me feel sick just thinking about it. <laughs> oh, and like Ellie Robox, like, what do I do with this? And it went because she couldn't catch it because it would have been awful. a pass back. I've never seen anything play out in so like so slowly in my life. The Matrix. It was, so <laughs> it was awful. Honestly, if you've not seen that goal, own goal, oh. Abby McManus, it was against Birmingham. I think it was. Oh. Uh, not last season, the season, <laughs> season before. before yeah, yeah, you yeah. need to go find it on YouTube. Yeah. It'll be on there somewhere. That's sorry, Abby. Sorry. Abby, <laughs> we, Abby we, we love you, Abby. We love you. Don't worry. I don't know. playing now. But, but I always said that when she was, when she did play at United and she passed the ball out from centre-back, and this is an observation, so please don't take it as a slur if you're listening. Three out of the five passes would be intercepted. Do you know what I mean? It was the the the, the odds, and watching it in, in in a game against Villa, when you, Spurs had so much of the ball, you wanted your centre backs to be more precise, and the the turnover from defence was too frequent. And when you have a player like Iwobuchi in midfield, and she picks the ball up, then you've got to work twice as hard to get it back yeah so it, she had it, so much space so oh, much time she was she had her own pitch she was actually playing on the pitch next door that's how much space she had it was ridiculous the way she scored that goal she collected it and I thought what's she gonna do who's in front of her and she it's like she looked up it wasn't kind of a hit and hope that was like oh she's left that side of the goal free I'm putting it there and her celebration was it, it, I know that Ellen White did the whole kind of let's be having you, like, yeah, look <laughs> at me. Iwabuchi did that, like, kind of, she scored and thought, yeah, I'll do that in training, <laughs> kind of. She just turned around. She didn't, uh, she didn't kind of have the same kind of, like, yes. It was, was it like a like, bit of a Cantona celebration, you know? Oh, I don't even know if it was that ego. But without the arrogance. <laughs> no, there was no ego there. It was kind of like, yeah, 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 okay. Oh, what next? Looking around. So a great a great win for, for Villa. Um, great points required. Again, question marks about, obviously, they've got a new manager coming in themselves. Is it a manager? Not sure. <laughs> Is it a consultant? Who knows? Um um, we want to find out definitely because we we like Gemma. We've not heard anything from from her. I hope this isn't a Brookside episode. <laughs> you know what I mean? In, in mm. the garden, we need to find her. Has anyone seen her? It's in the garden. Yeah, I don't know. Which is terrible. Oh man. Oh, it's terrible. Anyway, Fucking. look. Right. 
we've covered nearly everything. There's, there's a few things that I want to cover and took what I mentioned in terms of being on the menu. And uh, one was abuse. Wrapped around or underneath that label of abuse is racism. Next to that is fans. Like generally, there is abuse in football, in men's football. Generally, there is abuse when things go wrong. But I have to say that I was very shocked to see that there were certain players, one from Chelsea when they lost, that some individuals who say they're fans were, were having a go at the manager. Emma Hayes, like, seriously? Like, one game, you want to go online and do stuff, like, to have a go at her and the players? saying that they were Chelsea fans. I think some of these are Twitter bots and they're like 14-year-old boys who've got nothing else to do in their bedroom. And then, the, and, then the, and then the racist abuse that's aimed at Lauren James. Now, for me, as you know, a United fan, I've got a lot of time for Lauren. All in the same week, alongside other stuff that have been happening in the Premier League, not that we're talking about the Premier League, but just football and abuse. And I just thought to myself, there is no escape from that as a sports personality or sports person and I know and I'm trying to be very careful with my words and, I, and it may be that I just don't I'm, I just don't bother being careful I just say it as it is there are racists everywhere there are assholes I use that word visedly everywhere in life that just hate for the sake of hating and at the slightest moment where they think oh now's my chance they they actually spill out of their normal shell and say this is who I am really to, to counter what has happened so many people say we need education and I'll go okay that's great I counter that assertion by saying the reason we are where we are is because of education whether it's in the school, from textbooks or teachers who have the same point of view or adults who have the same point of view, or whether it's from individuals in your home, in your circle, as in friendship, in your employment, all of the things that we see online, people are connected to someone else. The difficulty that I have with it is that when we turn around, and I say we, I mean generally those in football who talk at a higher level, pundits, media, clubs, they look at the government and say, what are you going to do about it? Racists are related to people. They have brothers, they have mothers, they have fathers, sisters, cousins, girlfriends, boyfriends, they know people. They're not doing it in isolation. They're actually talking to other people about, and this is what I've done. So I don't understand when everyone says, we've got to ask the government to help us clean up our own shit. We know who these people are, whether or not we say they know them or we don't say. I think that, that football needs to kind of act in a very different way and stop using the same, what is the government going to do? What are footballing authorities? It's people, the people that you and I see and say that they support football, but they don't really support football. They're just there to be a nuisance or they are nuisance individuals who follow football. But anyway, I've rambled. Um, has, has anything, not from what I've said, Emma, has anything kind of caused you to think about things in a different way 
with what's gone on in, 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 in the last few days or week? Um, it's difficult to talk about, uh, to be honest, Roddy. I think, I think it's right for, for players to come out and, and, you know, speak out about it. I just wish we could, there was more that we could do, more that social platforms could do to eradicate these people that are on social media that just direct hate towards anybody, sports professional, footballer, whoever it is. You're not a fan of the game. You're just a knob. So, <laughs> and that, you know, I just, I just, I just don't get it. Uh, I, you know, I think Lauren James's dad did a statement, uh, like you said, calling for the government to do more. But I think, you know, why are there not like more, you know, it's so easy to create a, a social media account, a social media platform on Twitter, whatever. You don't need any information. You know, you just need to make up some email address and just sign up and put Joe blogs in. You know, there needs to be more to eradicate these people and, you know, filter out these these people that are online just to to cause shit, basically. And I I I, I haven't seen anything myself, you know, personally on Twitter. I didn't see what happened with Lauren and and other you know other occasions. But the fact that it's there is just disgraceful. The fact that it's happening is out of order. And more needs to be done. You know, it shouldn't be about a player, you know, removing themselves from the situation or having to lock their account or having to just come off Instagram or have to Twitter because, you know, some idiot has sent some derogatory message or, you know, it, it's, it's not right how we should be dealing with this. We need to find a way of, like I said, eradicating these people and getting them removed and and working with social media platforms to have better filters to to get rid of of all these you know hurtful and horrible conversations that are taking place yeah you know what i did, I, did, I want to get ali's point if she has anything and i'll come back to what something that you said no i do uh to be honest i don't think it's education we need we need consequences yeah um, you Thank can give you. people as many as much education as they want but you need consequences. And it doesn't help when two of the biggest major social media platforms, Instagram and Twitter, have come out and said, but the monkey emoji is not racist. Mm. No, in isolation, it's not. When it's being directed at a black person or a person of colour, yes, it is. Like, so if you're going to be that narrow-minded of being like, oh, well, the monkey emoji is not racist, so I don't see that as racist abuse. Yeah, it, it, go on, go clearly, on. No, when it clearly is, and you know, someone who is part of the LGBT community, someone who's gender non-conforming, I've had a lot thrown in my way, and most of the time you just ignore it and you deal with mm. it and stuff like that. But there is no real consequences. You can report as much, and you half the time they don't agree with it and say we've seen your report, but it wasn't what you said it was. And the other half of the time is we've given them a slap on the wrist, but they're still tweeting. So... Yeah, exactly. But this is what I'm saying about it. it needs to go back to having more, you know, more stringent, um, you know, registration applications or whatever, or, or people need to own their accounts like addresses or whatever. You know, if we're going to do it, you know, there needs to be, you know, some comeback on it. And I, I, know, I know it's really difficult and I know it's equally just as hard to police, but they need to be doing more about it. 
Yeah. Do you know? It, I, no, I, you know something. I agree with you. I agree with both of what you said. I come back to what I said originally when 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 I, I talk about everyone says education, and then they then talk about what the other person is going to do. It, you're right. It shouldn't be down to the players to remove themselves. If I say I stand with you because you are LGBTQ plus and everything else. I stand with you. That's what it means. If a club says they stand with a player, don't tell the player come offline. You come offline. You come offline. See how quickly the social media platforms then go, oh shit, Man United came offline. What the? Ask the club to come offline. If you say that you stand with the player, if you say, because doing the same conversation saying, we want you to do something. Instead of saying, if you don't do something, I'm leaving your platform and I'm taking my players with us so that they are not in the, in the eye of the, of the fire from those idiots who then get social media. Do you know how many people on, on, on social media, YouTubers that have had fake accounts on Gmail to boost their numbers initially. You think this is a new thing because of racism or abuse? They've had loads of fake emails. When YouTube did their purge a year ago or two years ago, everyone went, oh, my, my subscriptions have gone down. I don't know why. Fake Gmail accounts that were used online, nothing new. Social media platforms knew all about it. Everyone knew about it. So this is what we have right now when there is abuse. Everyone's doing this bit. Oh, it's got nothing really to do with me. I'll say something for a moment, but I'm going to carry on with what I'm doing because it doesn't really impact me financially. That's the problem. That's the problem. And you're right. It is very easy for social media accounts to be set up. I, I looked at the one where they were having a go at Emma Hayes and the guy, he said he's a Chelsea fan. He had a picture of some guy who was in the middle of Africa. And I'm like thinking, and I'm like thinking, you're in the middle of Africa, you're a Chelsea fan, and all of a sudden you're abusing Emma Hayes about you. You say you're a fan of the women's game. What are there no there are no women's teams in Africa that you can't follow? There are, I mean, don't get me wrong. I know the Premier League is is fantastic all over, but you then come online because Chelsea lost one game, and I look at it and I think. Are you really where you say you are? Are you really who you say you are? And, and that's the question I posed just by looking at one account without even looking at the abuse that he was putting out. It, it, it's, it's like the cat's out the bag. And because it's out the bag, it's going to take more than everyone going, you guys over there, you've got to sort it out. Because I know if you want me to use your platform and you, and you like the fact that I'm using it and I'm driving revenue and I'm driving traffic, we're going to go somewhere else. We're going to create our own online platform until you clean up your mess. We're going to actually stop using your platform for a day, for two days, for a week, for a month, until you go, guess what? We've got rid of all of those guys. We know how to do it now. Until you actually say, no, we're not doing it. Because if they don't, all that will happen is we will come back to the same point. We go, oh, it's really bad. When a team loses, the abusers come out. And if it's not that team, it's another team. And, and no club can ever stand on 
on the pulpit and say, it doesn't happen at our club. It happens everywhere, everywhere. And that's the bit that really, for me, it, I have to be frank, pissed me off that I looked at it and I thought this was the element of the men's game that I didn't like and I did not think I would see in women's football. And it looks like because there are more men coming over or whether they are men, who knows, that that is becoming more prevalent. And I'm like thinking, I see it. I, this is the bit, I'm, I'm, I, I like football. I want to be able to watch it and, and, and talk about the game without having to worry about the idiots that go online after a game. If your team lose, they lose. Mm. Tough. When they win, great. But, you know, anyway, I've, I feel like I'm preaching, Emily, Ali. I really <laughs> apologise. It's not, it's true. You know, they say enough is enough, but it is. It needs to stop. Yeah. You know, um, it's disappointing. And I, and I do feel on a professional level, sorry for anyone or anyone who ever has to deal with it, any kind of hate that's directed at anyone, um, yeah. emotional, uh, you know, keyboard warriors, you know, it affects people. It's hurtful. Just don't do it. If, yeah. And if you are doing it, stop doing it. Yeah, you heard it. Emma said it. <laughs> You did better. You best listen to Emma. And if you don't, <laughs> <laughs> she will abuse you. <laughs> I will find you. I will find you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We'll find you. It's, listen, it's not cool. It's not cool. Listen, we should wrap up. I was I was going to say something about the England lionesses, but to be honest, talking about race. I can't. Oh, do you know what? I just don't want to go there. I've already done said my bit. Let's just say it's not the most diverse team selection. You know, not even Ebony Salmon, who's on fire right now. Nothing. So I'll leave it there. Emma, is it time for your dinner? Yeah. <laughs> time for dinner. I need a drink. <laughs> Emma needs a drink. Ali needs a dinner. I know Ali's dinner's ready. Yeah, I can yeah, smell so it. Yeah. You can smell it. I can smell it too. Right, Ellie, thank you for joining us this week. As uh, always. Thank you. And Emma, really appreciate it. And I'm so glad that mom's home as well. So yeah, thanks guys. Yeah, I really good. appreciate that. Thank yeah. you for your support and well wishes. It's been difficult, but yeah, yeah definitely coming the other so, side of it now. Thank no, you. Listen, it's so good. Honestly, brilliant. Brilliant stuff. Right, guys, that's it from us. Um, um I'm Rodney Cyrus. That was Emma and Ali. This is the WSL Takeout. See you later.